Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margot Moss. Midnight Menu Plus One is a food lifestyle show on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com. Brought to us tonight by Petite Pet Care. While you're at work or on vacation, you don't have to board your pet. He can stay in the comfort of his own home. For loving care when you're not there, Petite Pet Care. Find them at PetitePetCare.com. Now, each week on Midnight Menu Plus One, Margo and I invite a member of New Orleans restaurant and food community to join us for a discussion, and we invite them to bring along their own guest, a plus one. We never know who the plus one's going to be. Sometimes it's a friend, a neighbor, a family member, a fellow restaurant colleague. Well, tonight we're at the tap room. Uh, The NOLA Brewing Tap Room is NOLA Brewing's on-site watering hole located in the Irish Channel. The tap room serves NOLA's regular lineup of craft beers as well as eight specialty brews that you can't get anywhere else. Open weekdays from 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. and week and weekends from 11 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. Now, our special guest tonight on Midnight Menu Plus One is Scott Wolf of Melba Po'boys. Can't wait to talk to him and his mystery guest. But before Scott uh, comes on, Margo, you have uh, any eating experiences you want to share with us from this week? Uh, nothing this week, just cooking at home so uh what have you been doing at home you still doing the paleo thing for your family and no has that cave now finally well my husband's still eating that way but i i'm you, you don't know, cook I, that way there's other people work? in the house uh-huh. i mean he can eat what some of it and i can't give up pasta you know like i i have uh get dan Essis's homemade pasta delivered from good eggs you do and uh yeah i mean i can't give that delicious Luxury up just because my Let him die. can't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor but, guy. But uh, what about you? You um, anywhere? You know, yeah, I did eat a bunch of places, but I'll tell you, I'll just for interest of time, I'll just highlight tonight's dinner I just had. Kathy just made this great steak, and she made um, this roasted cauliflower. That's like from the recipe that um, you know John Besh uh, restaurant. You know, Elon Shia, who we had on the show, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, has uh, he, he's um, at Domenica, Pizza Domenica, and also at Regal Domenica. They have uh, this roasted cauliflower, and it's really good. Did super, she, super did good. She uh, is there a cookbook that it's in, or she I don't know just, where she got it from. Maybe okay. yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if this is a secret, or I'm, I'm afraid to say because I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I got her in trouble already. I don't no. know what happened. Yeah. So, but anyway, it was whatever it was. It was awesome. Yeah. So I hope it happens again. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Enough about us because I really want to talk to Scott, and he's here, and we're so happy to have you, Mr. Scott Wolf of Melba's Po' Boy and a lot of other ventures. Welcome. Well, thank you, Ray. Thank you. And pleasure to meet you as well, Margot. It's nice to yeah, meet you. Yeah, Scott and I have known each other for a while. We slogged it out together. We won't talk about that uh, tonight. That's too unpleasant, all the uh, neighborhood stuff. But you always had a good sense of humor about that. We were in the Neighborhood Association together, and yeah. there's some interesting characters in our neighborhood sometimes. No, Everywhere we, in New Orleans. Huh? Yeah, yeah. We, we had a great time. Those were good times. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Listen, I want to ask you just right off the bat about your latest venture. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff tonight, but uh, I want to talk about your latest venture a little bit, uh, Melba's. Uh, just, you know, I was a little surprised, but I shouldn't have been when I heard you open up a po' boy shop because I know you've been doing po' boys that you were doing at Wagner's for years. But you, got, you, got, you have a po' boy shop in the, I guess they call it the New Marini where that is. Is that what we call that? Or? They do call it the New Marini. That's yeah, correct. Tell us a little eighth bit about ward. Melba's. Right, it's the Eighth Ward. Well, you know, Melba's started as a... Um, Actually, it's a property development. You know, I've done property development mm-hmm. with the Neighborhood Association with you guys and such. And I do property developing around the city. And this particular property on Elysian Fields in North Claiborne, it looked like a good uh, commercial development. We, we developed it, and I actually couldn't find a tenant for it. 
And, huh. and typically when I can't find a tenant, you know, I've tried to look for property that I can actually open the doors based on my previous retail experience. Right. And that's what I had to do in this particular case. I had to open the doors. So we created a, a pole boy shop. It has a laundromat attached to it. It's called Melba's Old School Pole Boys. The laundromat's called Wash World. And from the very beginning, uh, it's been taken off. Uh, Wait, uh, so you own the laundromat too? We do. It's a, it's a, hi, it's a hybrid. Sure. You're, you're a launderer too, huh? Yeah, yeah I'm on the, <laughs> along the money, actually. <laughs> That's correct. And um, we, you know, we do a couple of unique things there. Uh, we actually reached back into our pool of employees from the Wagner Meat days. Oh, wow. You know, actually, we got 25 people that work for us now. And about 10 of them have been with us 15 years or more, even though Melba's is only two and a half years old, because we contacted these people who used to work for us, and then people who know people contact, and they come back to us. And, and in fact, our chef, Lois Thomas, she's been with us for 25 years. She was in Houston, Texas. She left for Katrina. And we, I had searched for her, and I found somebody who knew where she was and had a phone number. I called her up. She divorced her husband and drove back to New Orleans. <laughs> she left her husband for you? She, that's, that's a true story. Yeah. Only, did, did you give her an ultimatum? Like, you can come, but you can't bring him. It was the like only, only woman ever divorced her husband for me. <laughs> and uh, she's, she's with us today, and she's our head chef, and uh, wow. she does a great job. She's the reason for our success there, actually. Now, she was at, she was at Wagner's for a long time. She's been with me for 25 years. 25 yeah. years. Okay, yeah. so who's Melba? Is that, is that just made up? Uh, Mel- Melba is made up. It, Melba's <laughs> was a, a, a nanny that used to take care of my father. Oh, so and not I remember when she was up. very okay. Yeah, I remember when I was very, very little. We named it after Melba. It had a great ring to it. And it's also uh, a well-known name in New Orleans, and it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's taken off. Well, I was surprised. Well, I know you guys have been getting a lot of recognition. You got um, you got voted. What was it? it was like the uh, editor's choice? I think for Where You At magazine for best po' boy. Was it new po' boy or po' boy? Po' boy, huh? Yeah, best po' boy, 2014. Yeah, the, the Where You At magazine. Yeah, we uh, had Thrillist uh, website, uh-huh. uh, the tourist the tourist website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They picked yeah. us as the best po' po' boy in Marigny. And of course, we're the New Orleans uh, official pool boy for the New Orleans Voodoo football team. Nice. Oh my and goodness! That's, that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. That is really yeah. cool. You know, the Voodoo washes their clothes by us. That's kind of how we met. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were washing their uniforms, and we said, "Hey, what are you guys? You don't have a laundromat? You don't have a washing machine?" And they said, "No, we wash our, our uniforms with you." And then the general manager came and seen us and, and said, "Hey, why don't you?" Uh, they talk about sponsoring us. And so you're like the official uh, laundromat for the Voodoo too. You're the official pool boy for the. What else could you be like? Uh, um, Manicurist, like what else could you do for the? Well, well for you the know the, foo- the football team during season eats at Melba's at six p.m. on Sundays, every Sunday. So you open up early for them or something? No, or we're it's open. open? You're no, open six, 6 p.m. But oh, oh. we're open twenty-four-seven. Oh. But the Voodoo football team. Wait a second, Melba's is open twenty-four-seven. Twenty-four-seven. What? Yes. 24/7. Are there any other? T- are there? Do you know of any, Margo? Are there any other po'boy shops that are open 24-7 in New Orleans? I can't think of any. Maybe Jeans, maybe? I'm, I'm Jeans is open. Jeans uh, is probably. I think, you think they're open 24-7s as well. Is if, there's not many, though. There is not many. That's no, correct. None around here. That's right. amazing. That's right. And we're busy 24-7. Really? Yeah, we really are. What kind of crowd do you got coming in at 3 in the morning? At 3 in the morning are people who actually work, people who are traveling by, and, of course, the nightclub oh. crowds that are getting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And they're hungry. You know, they had a drink. High-hole lounge. They had a drink. And buy water and, and all, yeah. And the ones that are from uh, Colorado may have had something to smoke, you know. But they, <laughs> <laughs> they got the munchies. They got the munchies. That's right. Well, that's a great spot. I mean, our, we, our church, uh, it was a group from our church helped get um, 
we just we talked about last week we launched another church but before that we had a we had a bunch of people from our church leave to start saint rock community church just about three or four blocks from melba's right behind it yeah. you know, right across from the cemetery on saint rock yeah on saint saint rock. Rock. Yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah. Great. Yeah. and um and we were just we just worshiped there a couple weeks ago it was great and um anyway so i know that neighbor because i go in there a lot to go visit them and yeah. that spot has really transformed a lot in the last it really, it, it really is. There's a lot there, of people yeah. from out of town. Then the new, right. the new yuppies, hippies, or right, and then the Bohemians, whatever Brooklyn, they call them. Brook, like yeah. uh, the, the buppies. Like the they call them, Did they call them the buppies? I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> I've heard the term. I've actually heard the term the buppies. The buppies, okay. Yeah. Is that like yuppies from Brooklyn? That must be what it is. I'm not certain. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we have a very uh, nice, diverse crowd. We've got a working yeah. class during the day and then neighborhood at night. Right. Uh, we get a tremendous amount of phone orders. We're very technology advanced. We get a lot of online orders. And um, like I said, I couldn't be uh, happier with its performance. So how often are you there? Are you there a lot? I'm there every day. Uh, my wife complains <laughs> I'm never home. <laughs> Actually, I, I go to, I go to uh, my satellite office uh, in the morning time, and I head to Melba's around lunchtime, and I'll stay to around 4 o'clock. Oh, and, wow. and, you know, I do a little painting over there, and I do – Hanging out and, and watching. My brother Keith is the manager at the at the site, so he, he oh, runs okay. he, he runs the place. But I'm there every day. Yeah, because you live uptown. You live over over this way, and so that's a little bit of a hike for you out there. A good 15, yeah. 20 minute drive. Yeah, I get across the whole city every day. So I want to get a, a little bit into your um, history of um, before we go way you know further back. But um, what was it about that area? Do you have? Did you? see the need in the community or was it you you had some connection to that area or i would say both i did see a void there and you know my my roots is wagner meets you know we started that jane and i started that in 1982 and we've always served uh the urban african-american community and we we sort of have an affinity with them and we we did see that this location um was a void. It was a blighted piece of property that we took and renovated it, put a lot of money into it. And, and today we're proud that it employs 25 people and growing, and we serve about um, 600 patrons per day. So, wow. it's, you know, we've got a lot of throughput through there. So we're employing a lot of people, and it's, um, it's, I guess, probably based upon our history of being able to identify properties like that. Okay. Yeah, now Wagner's was a big deal in the day. That was a little bit before my era. I got here in 2005, right after Katrina. But um, there was 10 Wagner's at one point, wasn't there? At, at yes, there were. At the time, we, yeah. Yeah, we've had stores uh, all around the city, including including uh, Kenner and Laplace. And um, we, we employed like 250 people for about 20, 25 years. Jane, wow. Jane and I retired in 2003, prior to Katrina. Okay. And, and then... We became the empty nest. Uh, so did you sell Wagner's at that point? Or? I, I did, we did sell the Wagner. Uh, we did sell the Wagner chain. Uh, we retained the real estate. We sold the businesses. So, so you leased back to, okay. That's correct. And then Jane went on to um, go get a college degree, and I went into property developing. Right, okay. Well, she's here now, so um, why don't you, uh, yeah. well, yeah, I guess, introduce your wife and uh, tell us why yeah. you chose her as your plus one of all the people in the galaxy yeah, to have I was, with you. I was looking all over the place who I could bring to this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't think of anybody, but Jane, I said, she's the one that started this. 
with Wagner's in 1982. Jane was only 17 years old when we started Wagner's. Wow. I won't tell you how old I was, but <laughs> uh, but Jane and I started. Well, you guys have been married forever, right? Just about. Yeah. yeah how long have you been 30, married? 35 years. 35 years. 30, so you were each like 11 or something when you got it'll, married? It'll be 35 years in May. Well, wow. It's okay. 34. Right. 34. <laughs> she was the yeah. bookkeeper, huh? Yeah. I'm <laughs> Yeah, so I invited Jane. I said, you come tell him because, you know, all I have is a high school degree, and, and, and Jane's got the college degree. I said, she, she talks better than I do, so <laughs> she needs to come and tell, you know, in case you come up with some really hard questions. <laughs> well, she went back and got her degree at Tulane, right, at, what, 39, right? And uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll tell my age, 43. And, <laughs> and, then, um, and then you haven't stopped now. Now, you, now you're addicted to school, so you're at Harvard now, right, doing right. a— Doing a divinity I, degree. Yeah, I think kind of you went to divinity school, right? I did, I and, did. Uh, you, I, yeah. I'm, I, but you're a pastor. I'm not a pastor, so well, uh, you're, you're probably using your degree more than me. <laughs> but I just got out. Oh, you just finished? Yeah, yeah. I just finished. So, oh, uh, how did I miss that? Okay, yeah. so you graduated. Okay. Yeah, I graduated. So that went by in, fast. Yeah, I've been in school since 2007. Because that's a three-year degree. It's a full-time yeah. degree like mm -hmm. a law degree would yeah. be, yeah. And uh, Alice, you finished your master divinity, so you you I went from finished. you went from high school uh, diploma uh, in your early forties to uh, now you have two more degrees. Right, I yeah. never expected it at all in my life. What I thought that? I'd be selling po' boys forever. Wait, and I'm still selling po' boys, yeah. which so is we, good. Which yeah. is all she, good. she filled out an application at Melba's. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's and we're considering it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to know, Jane. Um, what inspired you, though, to to go back to school? I mean, what was it that? Well, when when Hurricane Katrina hit in two thousand and five, it was uh, you know I was in a grocery business twenty five years with Scott, and uh, we worked uh, with you know in a community for twenty five years, and I just pretty much uh, hit a point in life where I started feeling like a robot. You know, I was I was uh, putting up groceries and just I just uh, wanted something different. And I always dreamed of getting a college degree. I only had a GED. Uh, so uh, when my kids were going, I had the empty nest syndrome, and I was uh, I wouldn't say depressed, but it, it, it sort of makes you think about where you're going next in life. And uh, my son is the one that said, "Mama, you're going to be 50 years old with a college degree or not? It's your choice." And that made me go. That made me go to uh, school that comment, because I realized it was only up to me to walk in and sign up. Huh. But um, I learned everything uh, about life and about school. Everything I brought into the classroom was from the grocery business. <laughs> and I actually, I was a, sometimes I felt like the smartest person in the room because of what the grocery business gave me that a lot of other people don't have. That's huh. wonderful. Give us an example of that. What's, a, what's an example of something you learned in the grocery business that gave you a different perspective in the classroom? Well, it, 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 it doesn't, you know, especially when you go to schools like Tulane and Harvard, you know, a lot of these people, they only know how to deal with the people at the top. But in the grocery business, you had to treat the customer, whether they were buying a 25-cent bubblegum, piece of right. the bubblegum, or a $50 meat special, the same. Right. You had to cater to the customer. And a lot of people uh, that go to these high society schools, they don't realize that uh, everybody is the same. They categorize people too much. So the grocery business, especially in the Ninth Ward in New Orleans, um, made me realize and understand the value of everybody is, is, is the same. So that's uh, what I learned in the grocery business. The, bu the bubblegum customer is, is as important <laughs> as the meat customer. Yeah. Interesting. In the practical, in the life experiences, you can study business all you want, right? But that's not going to make you a great business person. That's just, you know, and Absolutely. life experiences yes. is what 
is valuable. Yes, it really is. And uh, although my mind has been exposed to a lot of things, uh, I think what college has done for me, now instead of looking uh, at things just straight on, now I, I can see it underneath, on sides, and on top. When in life, I, 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 I could see the issues, but I didn't understand the issues of why people were in positions at the end. So um, that's what college did for me. But um, I was smart in the classroom because of my life experiences. And it, it was amazing to recognize that. And so did you enjoy the process, too, of just uh, learning things, you know, other, other aspects that... Or was the process irrelevant? No, the, the process was everything. Okay. You know, just the, having, the, having, the, having the time in my life to look at things and doubt things or ask why or wonder. Because when you're in the grocery business, you know, you're you, you working day to day. I mean, every day you are rolling. Uh, whether you're in Melba's or Wagner's, you're just doing, doing, doing. The process of thinking was beautiful, you know, and I highly recommend it for anyone uh, to just uh, just go into that process of thinking. But in today's life, you know, everybody's rushed. They don't have time to really think about things. So I was, I was afforded that luxury. So when you, when you went back to Tulane, you're staying local, and so life mm -hmm. didn't change mm -hmm. a, a ton. I mean, it was obviously dramatic, but right. I mean, you're still at home and all that. And now you're thinking ahead already, going, I want to go to grad school afterwards, or is that something that kind of came to you at the very end of the process, that right came, before graduation? Or uh, Scott was not. Uh, Scott was, he's 100% supportive with everything, but he was kind of shocked when I said I wanted to get a master's degree. Yeah. Uh, but 100% supportive. But it was a, it was a, it was not something I intended. I had a Mormon professor, a, a visiting professor over at Tulane. I sat down with lunch with him, and he said, Jane, why don't you get a master's degree? You love, you love re religious studies. And I'm like, a master's degree? I'm not, I don't, I never came here for a master's degree. So he's the one who opened my eyes to go get a religious studies master's degree. And you must have thought about staying local, but at one point you Absolutely. decided, okay, I'm going to go 2,000 miles away or whatever right. it is and it, go to... Boston my, and my second, Cambridge. Right. My second choice was Loyola University in New Orleans. I wasn't <laughs> leaving home for anything other than um, the school that I applied to yeah. that he told me I could go Are to. Are there a lot of people whose first choice is Harvard and their second choice is Loyola? Those two usually I don't, don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it was mine. <laughs> but it was all, the only reason I applied to that one is because the, the, the program was wonderful. You know, it yeah. opened my eyes to the world, world right. religions. But also Scott, he made a joke with me and he says, if you get in that school, I'll, we'll go. <laughs> so I, they said yes, and that's why we went. Yeah, I mean, Boston so must was be a, a fun week, adventure sure. at this you know, stage of your life. You got empty nest. and Right. Yeah, you were able was, to get up there. It was both of us that did yeah. this. What did you all think of the lifestyle up there? I mean, you, hmm. when, when you were in school and, and you what were, it, were It was you, a tale of two cities, truly. Yes. <laughs> it was like being teleported to another planet because when, when you're here, you've got the, you know, the, the intense heat and you've got the swamp and you've got the good old boy network and you've got the... You know the, the the people who are friendly and outgoing, and when you, you got over there, you got the cold, and you from the, from the weather, and you got a little cold from the from the people, <laughs> <laughs> and and then it's just the, you know it's a different demographic and a different uh, lifestyle and and a different. Um, I think the best way to describe it is one was the real world and one wasn't. Right, but I don't want to discount <laughs> it. I mean, they were very nice. They were nice to us. And it was a great adventure. Uh, it was a beautiful city, a lot of history. We had a great time. It was great, but it did feel like two different, you know, the tale of two cities. And when Jane applied to Harvard, and actually it's the only school she applied for. She didn't apply anywhere else. So she took one shot at Harvard. I think the, the, the professor had encouraged her, you could go to Harvard. And she said, well, I'll, I'll try that. 
<clears throat> and when she did it, the, I remember the kids telling me, you know, Dad, what are you going to do? Mama gets in Harvard. <laughs> and I said, we ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> said, let Mom apply to Harvard and let Harvard tell Mom. You know, and then it kept, it kept going on longer and longer and longer. Yes, and longer. So he would just show him, ah, we can do it. The longer this letter took, to, this rejection letter took to come back, <laughs> we started getting more Nervous. worried. <laughs> yeah. And then when she got the letter this, of acceptance, we're like, Oh no! <laughs> I guess we're going to Boston. Uh, so, so did you rent you rent do? a place near campus, or would you? We did. We rented in. Harvard two of you Square. living in a dorm with? <laughs> no, we rented a condo in the uh, Harvard Square area, which nice. is right there at Harvard, right up against the, the university, and uh, it, was, it was it was a great adventure. And then I, you know, we did the traveling thing. He back stayed and forth at Melba's, well. and he got that up. Actually, I think that's why he 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 did Melba's because uh, I was off in the other world, right, thinking, yeah. and he. He decided to do Melba's, and I was all for it. I'm like, yeah, do it, and it just took off from there. Huh. Now, getting back a little bit to, so how did you come up with the idea besides like seeing a need? I mean, what what was the what started Wagner's Meat? I mean, what did that look like? Y'all were young and Jane Jane's father was in the grocery business. Okay, when when in high school. And I worked for her father in the grocery business. Actually, he, she, he had a po'boy shop called Ideal Po'boys. So it's really full circle, if you, huh. if you will. And the grocery was a total of about 1,000 square feet. Yeah, he was in... He wow. was, Little bitty, yeah, tiny he, grocery he was store. In, oh, wow. His was on Maisie Aunt Miro in the Ninth Ward area. And <clears throat> we had worked there. In fact, Jane and I were robbed with like a hostage situation. Back what? In, when, yeah. you were, bef- when you were kids? Yeah, well, yeah kids? I was in, we were in high school. And... Actually, Jane was pregnant for Scotty, and and um, and we were robbed. It was a cold mm. September day. I remember it very vividly, even today. And the guy came in and he put a gun to our head, put a gun on two guys, put a gun to my head, and then they robbed us. Um, that was a very pinnacle moment to you know, the career of, you know, what I like to think of a, a great safety record with Wagner's. You know, we're very pro. Um, um, Security conscious, you know, the way we've ran Melba's and Wagner's. Um, but that was our beginning uh, with a father in the grocery business, and then we went out and purchased our own, which happened to be named Wagner's. And because you know, obviously my name's Wolf. And it was a little bankrupt place, a little small place that we purchased for 10000 bucks. And we it was on it was in Desire it was on Desire and Galvez. And How old were you when you bought this? Ward. I was nineteen. She was seventeen. You were nineteen and she was seventeen. And you bought right. yourself a grocery store for so ten thousand bucks. What uh, the hell? That's amazing. A, bank, a bankrupt supportive? store. <laughs> a bankrupt I mean, store. He was supportive. Did right. y'all yes. have family support? I mean, that's well, young yeah, and very we did. Um, ambitious. Yeah. Well, the ambitious part was Scott. Because we needed ten thousand dollars, and I'll always remember today. And that's was, a long time ago. Yeah. So that's more yeah, than ten thousand right. is now. And you're a kid. Yeah. Well, I was pregnant. He was nineteen years old, and um, and he went next about eleven family members. Will you please loan me ten thousand dollars? You know, and who's going to loan young <laughs> right. people? You know, with a kid based on, on the what? Way? Like you worked in you worked in uh, her, yeah, her no, dad's grocery store. Yeah, a little yeah. Bit. so yeah. I got this bankrupt grocery <laughs> store, <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and I, prom- that, I promised him a new car. Yeah, I think I think I overpromised. If, over-promised. I, if I'd have said six percent interest, it would have been more sellable. When you when you promise a brand new vehicle, yeah, he said I'll, I'll, I'll pay to scared me more. And, but uh, the twelfth person, which was his brother's friend, his name was Mark Madari, and he took a ch- chance on us. 
And uh, he loaned us the money. So your brother's friend. Is wow. that the same brother that's running the, the po' boy no, show now? Di- different di- brother? Yeah, different brother, Michael. Okay. Yeah. Older brother, I'm guessing. Older brother, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, your brother. 14-year-old brother. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's only two, two years older. Yeah, yeah. So, and your 12-year-old yeah, cousin. So uh, 20, right. 21-year-old brother, his friend, Mark McGarry. <laughs> Yeah, Mark. What twenty-one-year-old uh, has ten thousand dollars? Is this was he like a heroin dealer? He, like what? He, was no, the, they were longshoremen. They were longshoremen, oh, so wow. they were making good money back yeah, in those wow. days. Yeah, money. and Mark, and he, Mark gave me a brown paper bag, ten thousand cash, no, just a handshake, no contract, no anything. Mark was. Mark and you was, paid him back ten thousand and bought him a car. Well, no, I didn't give him a car. <laughs> I think I paid him back twenty thousand bucks. <laughs> and uh, Mark didn't want the car, but, but it was somebody that believed in us. You know, and that, it, it, that, that's that, beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. And did it work right away? Did it take off? Or it was worked it, right away. Was Thank it goodness. It wasn't, you, you, there was no money for it not to work. Right. There was no money for it. <laughs> you know, it had to work. And it did, it did work. It was a little jewel, and it worked uh, very good. And, and then we started buying stores thereafter. If you want to know the whole. When was your second store? Our second store um, might have been Roots. Three, was four it Roots years. Uptown? We bought a bunch of stores around New Orleans that are not named Wagner's. They were corner grocery stores, and we started buying these stores under different names that were already existing. Huh. And then when we, um, we built one, we bought a property on Claiborne Avenue in the Lower Ninth Ward, and we built a store, named it Wagner's. And then that's when we stumbled into the hybrid of what Wagner's became, and that was we brought the neighborhood grocery concept with a meat market to the convenience store highway concept. So when we opened the doors there, we realized, wait a second, we've got a whole new crop of consumers that we're not getting at the neighborhood store and then we started buying properties and stamping them out with gasoline stations and you know like a strip shopping centers and and making that that hybrid of a scott was a fast running horse that's all i can say it was it was unbelievable so we sold the neighborhood stores and started just concentrating on the wagner stores and then we got our famous slogan, right? Yes, and that's where I, I can see yeah, that's where you're heading next. Yes, I would like to know. Yeah, sure. uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> mm. And for our listeners out of New Orleans, would you uh, sure. share with us the slogan sure. and how you all came up with it? Or You know what? We read a book. I normally don't attribute success to a particular book, but we did read a book called Positioning. It's by Jack Trout and Al, Ray, Al Reese. And we read this book. I read this book back in, I guess it was 83, 84. <laughs> In the grocery business, and they still do it today. They, you know, if you look at your newspaper, they got a hundred items in there for sale, and we did that also. Hundred items every week, and you have to buy those items. You got to make those deals. You got to store those things. You got to rotate them. You don't you either buy enough. You don't buy enough. You buy too much, and it's just a, it's a nightmare managing the sale items. So when I read this particular book called Positioning, it talked about you know what the mon can absorb and how the market to the mon, and it said you know you pick one thing and you market that. And I knew that the meat was our was our largest Best seller. Yeah, our largest seller, and everything else is ancillary. Well, I remember a customer coming in the store and looking at the meat counter, and she tell she told her friend, she says, "You see, you can't beat their meat." You know, <laughs> and I'm like, "Wow, that's you know, it's got a double connotation there." So that sounds pretty good. Maybe we'll you know well, that's we'll from man's point of view, right? A double connotation. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we started experimenting with that. We did get a little pushback from you know some some neighbors and things like that, but it was such an overwhelming uh, hook of an ad, and we started putting billboards around town. I stopped doing all of the, the 100 items per week and only started promoting the meat with this slogan, and then all of a sudden we were on the map, and then we just started but it stamping came, But it came out. from the customer. You know, you just got to listen to your customers, and they, tell you, they uh. tell you what to advertise. And when you can say it in seven words or less, 
you, it's it's a it's a home run. So it was five words or less. So that's why it worked. Huh? It's fantastic. You remember the name of the customer? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder yeah. if somebody's listening right That's now. They go, that question. was me. Right, That's right, a good right. Though she probably forgot ever saying it, right? She yeah, probably, it yeah, was just an yeah, offhanded yeah. comment. I didn't tell her anything. Yeah. I just remember absorbing yeah, it right. and, and thinking about it. But that's it. a good question. Yeah. It would be good if we knew her, her name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But a lot of creative things, I mean, it's it's inspiration and, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And, and that person probably, uh, if she's still around, probably uh she probably didn't realize she said it or maybe she does or maybe feels you know like that's something to right you need a po' boy slogan can we work can we develop one right now sure you can do it we we, we do say that you know melba's is old school po' boys and and we we say that because you know we think that we um do it the right way you know we buy well tell us about it describe it for us well and we we absolutely buy the best meat products you know we buy the louisiana shrimp we buy the um, the Shisei ham. We buy the the local products: the Patton's hot sausage, the Leidenhammer bread. We toast the bread, and so we think that we have a, you know very good quality ingredients on our sandwich. Hey, shrimp po boy, like you, like it's guaranteed, right? If you don't have uh, if somebody counts their shrimp and there's less than thirty, yeah, it's got they 30, get it free, right? Yeah, yeah but, right. but that's only the, that's <laughs> only the life of the sandwich. It's only you know, yeah, you can't. limited warrant. <laughs> but we want you to count it. We want you to keep us on our toes. And make sure there's 30 and shrimp on right, it. Right, you know, right when it's 29, they will tell you. But yeah. when it's 31, they don't tell they you don't anything. Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and we literally see people counting a shrimp. It's really? kind of funny. So funny. Yeah, Scott, he always comes you ever see anybody cheat? Anybody eat one? Hide one? You know, no, you know what? The customers are mostly honest. You, you know? get cameras everywhere, though. You're security <laughs> conscious. Yeah, so, we, yeah. we do After have, the hostage yeah. thing, you'll, you'll yeah. bust them. Yeah, we do have cameras. You everywhere. ban anybody from life from the place? No. No. No, no. We, no. we have a very good uh, behaved um, audience and, yeah. All right. and very good customers. I couldn't be happier with my, cl- my client base. So I go to a coffee shop where they ban somebody every few, every few months. Somebody gets banned oh, eventually. Wow. They have to, though. Mm-hmm. Weird yeah. stuff happens there, yeah. Yeah, no, we haven't banned anyone yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The shrimp will do it, though. <laughs> it's going to be the shrimp when you ban somebody. That's true. You would, would you ban somebody if they like were cheating on the shrimp? That's ban worthy, give them a, I give no. them a warning. You give them two warnings? Were, <laughs> were, yeah, I give them a warning. If they were repeat offenders, then I when guess we'd have to do something. <laughs> yeah. um, we're pretty easy. And um, do, do you still hear back from people that you've sold the... Uh, Wagner's meat too. I mean, besides, you have a relationship with them because you own the properties. Yeah. But I mean, do you mentor or? Well, what we do, what we do is they um, they don't have it under the Wagner brand. They got their own brands on the stores. Oh, and okay. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I'm typically a landlord lease uh, tenant relationship, and whatever you know, if they need something or you know, we support whatever they whatever they need, things like that. Um. To get back to the food, I know we talked about the uh, the shrimp, but I forgot to talk about the gumbo. Oh yeah, Lois has got his homemade gumbo. We actually trademarked this gumbo. It's called the Ninth Ward gumbo. Uh huh. You know, so if you look, at what does sec- that mean to be trademarked? Like no one else yeah. can call theirs Ninth Ward That's gumbo. That's exactly right. You could look up the Secretary of State. It says Ninth <laughs> Ward uh, gumbo, and we, we've trademarked that. And that's our claim. And we sell a heck of a lot of gumbo. And that's, you know, that's Lois's uh, gumbo. It's a little un- unique and different tasting type She's of always gumbo. cooked it for us. Always right. cooked it at Wagner's. And, you know, so. Right. And yeah. is Nobody can cook it like. It's a, no, it's no, a chicken. It's chicken, chicken, sausage. Yeah, chicken sausage gumbo. Correct. But it's really good. It's as <laughs> yep. local as you can get. Wow. You know. Yep. 
So is she retiring anytime soon, or is she? Uh, I hope not. not. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to remarry. She's moving back to Houston. <laughs> Get back with her husband. No, no, she'll never leave me again. <laughs> no, well, Lice is a wonderful person, really. Yes, she is. Yeah. Now, was she like at your flagship store? Is that what it was before? Or what was she? She go she, between she, the stores? Or what yeah, was she she's doing? been like that store I mentioned that we built in the Lower Ninth Ward, that yeah. very first Wagmus. She's been there. She, you know, she's from the Lower Ninth Ward, huh. which is why we call it the Ninth Ward Gumbo, right? And she's been with us since that very first store. Wow. You know? Now, how many customers? Didn't I read you had something like, I saw somewhere online, it was always like 20,000 customers. Uh, well, when Wagner's had 10 stores, you know, we had an average of around 2,000 customers. That's what it was, 2,000 customers a day, right? Per store, correct. Right. So we serviced, in our heyday, we serviced 20,000 New Orleanians every day. Okay, so wait a second. So that's one out of 20 New Orleanians every day. So that means the average New Orleanians coming in every 20 days. So the average New Orleanians coming to one of your Wagner's every uh, 15 times a year. Yep. Like that sixth grade math, Margo? She always looks at me well, like you're, you're making that up. Well, I didn't, no, go, I I didn't, I didn't go to Harvard. Anything you say, I don't know. Right. So you know, I don't know. <laughs> you have to, you have to ask the Harvard girl, so man. <laughs> I'm only uh, high school. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that, was, that wasn't even high school math. Come on. That was, uh, yeah, that was sixth I, grade I, math. I, it's yeah, just really good, good at sixth that. grade <laughs> math. Anyway, no, but I mean, that's, that's pretty significant, though. That means like you're, you're reaching a lot of people. I mean, a, a ton of New Orleanians, I guess, were going to Wagner's all the time. It was sort of. Yeah, we know a lot of New Orleanians. Yeah, and a lot of New Orleanians know us. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could, we, we literally. Y'all are could, iconic. Yeah, we could go in any facility and say, have you heard of Wagner's meat? And they, they have right. heard it, you know, which we're proud of. Yeah, yeah. So you're thinking of expanding Melba's? Or are you, you going to stick with one? It's, you no. seem like the restless type. I can't imagine <laughs> being happy with no, one I'm, spot. I'm, you won't let yeah. him? No, I won't let him. <laughs> I, I, I still have some fire left, but not that much fire. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to make Melba's a, 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 a bigger institution. Uh, I think we'll get up to 40 employees. Uh, we have this organic growth that's going on. And someplace where I can hang out and paint, enjoy meeting the patrons. And yeah, tell us about that. Well, yeah. I, I skipped over that before, but so I know you're a painter. You enjoy uh, yeah, art. Well, and that's something you've kind of taken up re yeah. you know, not too long ago, right? Now you have a bunch of other artists that come in and do things right. in Melba's. I'm, tell us about that. Sure, sure. Thank you. I'm an amateur painter, which means I'm not a good painter. But I, I do enjoy painting, and I do paint a little bit at Melba's. You get better every day. Right, and uh, but we do have a lot of artists that are putting paintings in Melba's, and we're we're actually turning Melba's into an art gallery. You know, eventually we'll start having events there and things like that. But right now, I read the list of uh, artists that we currently have. One guy we have, his name is Wellman Shallowhorn. Wellman is an ink artist, and Wellman spent 26 years in Angola prison, and his art became famous in Angola and beyond. In fact, his Art is also hanging in the Smithsonian Institution right now. <laughs> and actually, Wellman has a special table over at Melba's right now, doesn't he? Yeah, that's where Hel Wellman does his, his ink drawings now. We have a, a wall dedicated to him. He's got all his ink drawings there. And uh, Wellman does pretty good. He's, he's doing, he's, uh, you so know, is he selling some of them, too, he, as he well? Does, yeah, he does sell it. Cool. You know? Yeah, you can believe the tourists that come to, Mel to Melba's to see his, his art and buy from him. You know, and so it's straight by from him. We don't we don't yeah. make any money. We're not a gallery. We want all the money to go to the artists. Cool. So you know, supporting yeah. the community. Yes. Yeah, so and yeah, we have about right. a bunch yeah. of customers a right. day, right? Much more than an art gallery. Yeah, and a lot of them buy po' boys while they're there, and well, that's we, you yeah. know that's good too. Look, about fifteen percent of our client base is tourists because we're you know five minutes from the French Quarter. We're on the way to the Katrina tours in the Ninth Ward, and we are. Um, 
uh, we just organically people who are driving with rental cars and RVs and things like that that leaving or going to New Orleans, you know, we, they stumble over us and then word of mouth is spreading. We get a lot of the Christian groups who are doing house renovations from yeah, out of town. Right, right. The busloads of kids come to us all the time and that word's spreading. Uh, the other artists we have, we got Marie Kramer. She's a, a French Quarter artist. She's in the Jackson Square area. We got Ty Blackstone. Ty actually works for us and he's an artist. Huh. Wayne Mann, he's a French Quarter artist. I don't know if you've ever seen Wayne's work. He's, he takes reclaimed wood and frames and stuff like that. His stuff is fabulous. Adam Hall. Adam Hall used to work at um, Whole Foods. Oh, wow. He used to work, serve uh, at, you know, out of Whole Foods, and now he's a self-sustaining artist. We have Jewel Hicks. Uh, she's a, a, a local who lives around the store there, and she's a, um, she brings her art and hangs it in there. Claudia uh, Girk, she hangs her stuff there. So we keep growing our list. Simone. And Scott Wolf. Simone. But what's wonderful about the art at our place, we do two things. Number one, if you buy art in our place, we'll give you a free po' boy. So, oh. it's, so with every purchase of art, you get a free po' boy. Oh, that's cool. And also, we will feed starving artists. Oh. You can come in. If you paint a painting in, fr- in front of us or you do a drawing in front of us and you let us hang it up, we'll sell it for you and we'll give you a, we'll give you a po' boy for drawing it. Now, is there so, any, like, standards? Is, is like, like, what, like, what, if, what if, like, an idiot oh, like me shows so up there? I'm about to say, look, just come, it looked like you was an artist. Oh, she, no, she really is an artist. Just she's come a, she's a good artist. Okay. You, you should come draw you know, for the day. You, yeah. know, you draw for the day. I just, I would love to come and... Uh, That'd be great. Just be around all that creativity. And, right. And that's what it's community about. Community and right. good food. And so you, right. It's, it's no, so we got we have paint there. We have easels. We have benches. We uh, we got to work. It's a working. Uh, yeah, it's a work in progress. Studio. But that's wow. the goal. We're gonna feed starving artists. And if you don't want to be in your solitude for the day, you want to get the creativity, like you said, with over seven hundred people a day walking in and they ooing and they eyeing over to your stuff, and they also give you an idea. Yeah. You know. I, I got customers. Now you walk into a subway and try to get yourself a damn sandwich there, right? Right. That's you right. know. You're not it's, getting one. No, first of all, it's not really a sandwich. It's like it's like all Franken food anyway. But then the other thing is like not only do they not have artists doing this stuff, they they're not even like allowed to like vary like the color scheme or whatever in the place, right? right it's all right. the same. You know, for every subway you walk into looks the same as every other subway. Right. But like you know, you guys are doing something. You're you're furthering the art community in this in mm-hmm. the city we're while trying. you're feeding yes. people. That's great. I mean, that's right. amazing. Right. Uh, often when we're painting in there, people take pictures of us with their cell phone, obviously. Because we're painting while they're eating, you know, and they don't—they're not used to seeing that, right? <laughs> and then a couple of times, we actually invite the, the people up, you know, come come here, take a paintbrush, and put something. Yeah, throw in, a and stroke. They'll, on they'll it. do a stroke. Yeah, they'll do a stroke, <laughs> and they're a part of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And oh, then wow. you know, and they become. So we're trying to create where a community can paint, also. Okay, so well, I huh. teach. I teach Doesn't that art. sound good? Doesn't so that sound maybe good? Teach come me. In and, we would uh, love you to, Margo. Yeah, move <laughs> really. your class over there for well, a day or something. Yeah, move, but move your class over. We will definitely feed everybody. If wow. you produce a painting, whoever's involved in a painting, we'll, we'll feed them. Fun. That is now, you guys fantastic. love giving away po' boys, too. I don't know how you stay in business that way, but um, <laughs> I, 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 you, there's no way you're making a profit doing this. But um, Because you also give we away. We got something to give away right yeah, here, got, huh? What do you got? I got a token for you right now. Nice. Free po' boy. Isn't that cool? I now, when's the last time you got a wooden cool. nickel? I know. I don't even want to cash this in. Will they let right. me keep that? The Can you write void on here? used to do this. The old drive-ins, really. Yeah. like. That's a cool-looking thing, too. I like that. But read that. Eat at Melba's free poor boy. And the other side says. Free poor girl. Right, I ah. like that. <laughs> awesome. 
awesome. fun. Free, free pogo. Um, because you guys give uh, you get free uh, ice creams to kids if they bring in a report card with A's on it. <laughs> we do. And, yeah. uh, and a po' boy for mom. So you and can't, a po' boy yeah, for mom, too. Yeah, so you can't just give the ice cream to the kid, right? Because the mom helped the kid. Right, right, right. So we'll wow. give you a free po' boy to the mom uh, for uh, making sure that little nice. Joey got the A. I'm just speechless because oh. I am so moved oh, you're so how sweet. cool <laughs> it is that y'all are um, doing so many things that are important to you. You know, well, and, and well, you know, Margo, uh, so helpful. We had a point in life that uh, we see things differently now of why you're in business. And uh, I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, we just see things a little differently, more social entrepreneurial than we've always mm-hmm. uh, thought about. Before, it was always about the bottom line, the bottom line, the bottom line. And at this point in our life, it's not so much about the bottom line. It's about the double bottom line, which means, uh, w- you know, of course, the place has to make money. He's employing 25, 30, 40 people. Um, but it's about what you're doing with the community and trying to enhance the community, too. So we're trying. And are your kids just uh, so proud of y'all? <laughs> They, yeah, they, they, in fact, now when they, when they have parties, they're constantly calling, can you bring some chicken, yeah. can you bring some macaroni? <laughs> you know? yeah, More so freebies, support. come yeah. on. Right. Like, this is like the old days. <laughs> we don't have to pay for the food. Yeah. Now, you, your yeah. son's an attorney in town. and My son's an attorney. My son-in-law's an attorney, attorney. That's right? what I thought, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and they're partners in the law firm. And my, my daughter now is a housewife, and we have four grandbabies now. So that's the that's about the extent. She's of, a good mama, and she yeah. uh, she's got like a little rental deal going on. So she she rents from y'all, right? Yeah, she she rents. <laughs> no, no, uh, she she owns the they own the property. That's oh, okay. sold yeah. that property. Yeah. Oh, right that you sold that property. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, so yeah. she's the landlord for like um. That's right. For the, for a dirty favorite, coast, uh, dirty favorite coast, T-shirt right. place around. Yeah. And District Donut. And District Donut. Yeah. yeah. Just opened up, right? Yeah. But we, we've mm-hmm. been lucky and blessed to have two wonderful kids with two wonderful spouses. And yes. uh, four grandbabies. So, like I said, Margo, we had a different point in life, and we're just seeing things differently than than running around, uh, just going for the. Yeah. Are we out of time, Well, y'all are inspirational. This I know. Oh, you're so sweet. Insane that how fast that went by. Yeah. I hate ah. when. I hate when. Uh, all right. I'm saying it on air. Yeah. We're gonna. Can, I want to do a show from Melbourne. Oh, we oh, would love that. Yeah. Uh, oh, we'd love and that too. And you bring your students or whoever you think to enhance the class. We would love that. It all would be right. wonderful. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, because we didn't get in this. I, I didn't even get to, oh, you're so sweet. to hear about, you know, growing up in New Orleans. And sure. I know, just, I know. There's so much more. Yeah, we got to have it. We got to gotta open up something else so we can have you back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. I, I, but I, it's, it's wonderful to hear that you're an artist yeah. and teach art. That's even better. Yeah. Right? Well, she's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Right. Great. Uh, well, well, thank you. Thank you guys for having us. This real treat. We enjoyed it as well. Joy. Thank you so yeah. much. Before we go, we want them to. We. I would like y'all to say your address sure. and hours sure. again and, and website. Any information y'all want. To Absolutely. The website is eatatmelbas.com. And the location is the corner of Elysian Fields and North Claiborne. The official address is 1525 Elysian Fields Avenue. And that's uh, New Orleans 70117. Uh, and it's and easy. You're open 24 hours a day, yeah. seven days a week. Do you so, close ever for Christmas yeah, or just, what? Just come when you want. We did close for Christmas, uh, but every, every other day that we're open, yes. Wow. That's amazing. 
Well, thank you so much. Our special guest tonight at Midnight Menu Plus One was Scott Wolf Sr., and his plus one was Jane Wolf, Master of Divinity. You can find out more about Melba's Po'boys and everything else they're involved in by following the links on our site. It's NewOrleans.com. Thanks again. It's a pleasure. We enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. And thanks tonight to Petite Pet Care for loving care when you're out at Melba's uh, enjoying many activities call petitepetcare.com well so uh, that's it for tonight's show see you next time on Midnight Menu Plus One till then I'm Ray Canada and I'm Margo Moss good night Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. 
Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.